Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. Time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. Let's go. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slam and pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really couldn't have devoured him And from that point then we hear a name change Rearrange the game so now we gotta change uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Episode 301, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Of course, I am Chris Featherstone. You can follow us. At Crave Wrestling on Twitter, and of course, join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. The guest for the show tonight, uh, he's been, him and his brother has been uh, around for a long time. Uh, it's been about, uh, been about 15 years, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, you can know them, you know them from Combat Zone, uh, Chikara, they've been on Ring of Honor as well, uh, Juggalo Championship Wrestling, um, and the of course impact wrestling as of uh, as of late uh they've been one of the uh, hottest tag teams on impact wrestling and more than all of that um, those those accolades are absolutely amazing they're they're super impressive but personally more than all of that this person is a fellow ohioan so, ladies and gentlemen, I want to present to you tonight Dave Chris from Ohio versus everything OVE. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing quite well. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. 
So uh, I don't know if you watch football or anything. Are you a Ohio State fan uh, since you're a native, or um, uh, what? You are you are a Ohio State fan. So uh, the, the playoffs uh, just came, and the, the the big argument was Ohio State should should they should they have went in the playoffs? Uh, we handily beat USC, but Alabama Alabama handily beat Clemson. So what are your thoughts as far as just before we get into wrestling, what are your thoughts on the Ohio State not making the college football playoffs this year? Well, in all honesty, I feel that um, Ohio State not making the, the playoffs was uh, was bittersweet. I mean, we, we, I think we had a really good season, and, uh, you know, those two losses definitely hurt us. Yeah. But the same thing happened to Penn State last year, if I believe correctly. Yep. Uh, they got bumped. And we got put in, so I mean, it's it's the uh, it's what happens. Alabama is a good team, and uh, I kind of feel that uh, Alabama definitely, even though they didn't win their conference, Alabama definitely deserved to be in the uh, the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Not saying that Ohio State didn't deserve it, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, getting beat by Iowa was um, was a little too much. Yes, yes, that Iowa, the, the, that Iowa loss is going to haunt us, <laughs> and uh, you know yes. we we have until next year. Uh, you know, my my hope is that we beat them by like fifty points. You know, <laughs> and just yeah. uh, I think that's I think that's the retribution that we need uh, for next year. And so one of the teams uh, that is advancing, other than, other than Alabama, is Georgia, and uh, Georgia was uh, has been a over the years uh, has been a very um, popular. Uh, state for professional wrestling, especially the Atlanta area with WCW and, of course, Georgia Championship Wrestling. Now, before you uh, and your brother broke into the wrestling scene, how much wrestling did you watch as a kid? We watched everything. Nice. Uh, We were really lucky. Uh, In Dayton, Ohio, there was a wrestling promoter by the name of uh, Big Daddy Roger Cox, Mm -hmm. and uh, he worked for Atlas Security, so he did a lot of stuff with, uh, with ECW. So he got permission from Paul Heyman to put it on public access. So by being on public access, we got to see ECW all the time. Nice. So it was ECW on um, on, on a Friday night and Saturday and Sundays. They would play the hardcore TVs, and this was before the uh, the TNN deal. And then we would watch uh, we'd videotape Monday Night Raw, and we would watch Nitro watch Monday Night Raw on Monday, or on uh, Tuesday, and then we would watch uh, tapes on Wednesday, and then Thursday we would watch uh, either the the Thunder or the uh, SmackDown, The SmackDown was also on Sundays, Mm. depending upon, like, what period of time of my childhood it was. Does that make any sense? (laughs) So you created your own... That's right. So you created your own WWE Network back in the day. Yeah. Day, we watched, uh, we watched everything. Nice. That is that is really really cool. So of course you know with uh, you know with the team being a very high flying style, um, what were your you know when you watched Raw, you watched Nitro and Thunder and Cyanide Heat and so forth. What are some uh, some people that you really um, kind of emulated uh, growing up as a kid that you wanted to emulate and, and uh, just kind of uh, take some take some uh some move sets from and uh, who inspired you 
Uh, I gravitated towards Shawn Michaels, Rey Mysterio Jr., Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, uh, basically anyone from the WCW Cruiserweights. Like, they, like, that's the reason why I tuned in is to watch the Cruiserweights. I didn't really care about the NWO or anything like that, and I was really into DX. Mm-hmm. So being able to watch all the Cruiserweights, that's what drew me in to watching um, – to watching WCW so much because they had the cruiserweights. So that's that's who I was really into. I was really into, like, Jamie Noble and uh, Jimmy Yang and, and guys like that. Nice, nice. Now, was there a time or two, like, is there a specific match or a specific moment that you still remember now uh, from back in the uh, Nitro days? During uh, the Nitro days? Uh, not so much, but there was one Halloween Havoc where Rey Mysterio Jr. wrestled uh, Eddie Guerrero that just completely blew my mind. The, the Moonsault DDT, which I, I occasionally uh, use in my bag of tricks. Uh, uh, but that that was just so impressive and so insane to see that uh, I, you know, that was one moment that always stuck out, just how effortlessly... Uh, both those two performers just moved and, and wrestled. So that that was really one um, one thing that stuck out in my head. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, you said that you had relationships with promoters that uh, helped you out with uh, just watching the ECW program. Now, was there any wrestlers? Like, did those relationships with promoters get you into um, getting a relationship with uh, wrestlers to break you into the business? How did you? How were you able to um, getting to the, get to the point where you were watching matches? Uh, you went from a spectator to a participator. Well, uh, one uh, one afternoon, my brother and I decided we were going to start backyard wrestling, which completely bad idea, but whatever. <laughs> So I was in welding class. I I welded a ring together. We put a ring in the barn, uh, Dustin Ray's barn that that we end up training in. And um, the news actually, News Center Seven came out and did a story about us, about backyard wrestling and, and how dangerous and bad backyard wrestling was. But then when they saw us, we actually had an entranceway. We used lights. Like we used a lot of um, a lot of things to try to make us look like professionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a place called Mendelssohn's that you can get all kinds of electronical equipment and stuff. Uh, so we would just go get, you know, stereo equipment. We would go get uh, lights and fog machines, and we would just try to make it look as professional as we possibly could. We got seen on the news, and a guy by the name of Bill Kovaleski saw us on that news program. Mm-hmm. And he noticed that our ring announcer was the same kid that went to his church. Mm, nice. So through that, he got introduced to us, and then we started all, you know, training with him. And then through that, uh, he got us on a show with Big Daddy Roger Cup, the same guy who put on ECW on public access. And Big Daddy was like, um, he's like, kid, I'm going to go ahead and use you. You're going to write a big Jim Hutchinson guy. Uh, good luck. <laughs> and we went out there, and he beat the trash out of me. And uh, from that point on, I just started wrestling. Wow. Yeah, that's uh and uh the the uh desire has uh continued uh, fifteen years later, um as far as just your in ring debut. 
Now, uh, you you wrestled a lot of and a lot of promotions within the state of Ohio, um, and then you broke out to you know like Ring of Honor, Combat Zone, and, and so forth. Now, is there like any wrestler that you remember uh, helping you get land those opportunities with CZW and Ring of Honor? Um, as far as uh, Ring of Honor goes, um, it was Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer got us uh, got us hooked up. Uh, we wrestled on a show in Cleveland, Ohio, and he saw us and he said that he was really impressed by us. But we were way too small to even be considered to to be a developmental talent because he was head of talent talent relations for WWE at that point in time. And um, he goes. But I could probably, you know, put in a word for you with Gabe Stapolsky at Ring of Honor. Let me give him a call and then give me your number and I'll let you know how that goes. And then he uh, he got a hold of us a few weeks later and was just like, yeah, Gabe said that uh, you guys would be good for Dayton. So if you guys want to go do Ring of Honor in Dayton, uh, you're more than welcome uh, to go, you know, give it a shot. So we went up and uh, Nigel McGinnis was one of the guys who helped train us. So he was already on Ring of Honor. So we came up with Nigel. Nigel introduced us. Gabe remembered uh, Tommy putting us over, and he goes, "Okay, you guys have a dart. You guys can do." And uh, from that point, we just went out there and just uh, killed it, nice. and uh, got ourselves jobs. We got asked to come back the next night. Wow! Yeah, that's that's awesome. Congratulations uh, on that uh, amazing feat uh, in your resume. Uh, and it, you, you were in CZW for um, for quite a, for quite a while. Um, and you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people who came out of CZW who were alumni there. Um, and so so as far as just uh, your your time in CZW, what are some matches that you remember? Um, the most as far as when, what you were in as far as people who um, you competed, competed against uh, some, some really good matches you can remember? Uh, in all honesty, I think uh, one of my favorites was me versus David Starr uh, in any, any of our matches. But uh, our our feud was, you know, was a year-long feud and it was a really good build. So I, I really enjoy everything me and David Starr did, uh, and the further with David Starr, the our feud with the Juicy Product, JC Dunn and, and, J, or, and David Starr, was a really good feud. Um, I really enjoyed our match with the Briscoes, the American Wolves. Uh, man, like we've had all kinds of really good matches. We had a really good feud with the Nation of Intoxication. That was, you know, one of my favorite matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we just recently wrestled Desmond Xavier, Zachary Wentz, and Trey Miguel, uh, myself, my brother, and uh, Sammy Callahan. That was a really good. So, I mean, we, we've done a lot of really cool, fun things uh, at CZW. And uh, if it wasn't for Dean Ambrose, we wouldn't have gotten into to CZW. He put over my brother to DJ Hyde, and uh, you know, that's how we got our foot in the door. Uh, Dean Ambrose was like, you need a book, Jay Crist. He's he's amazing. He's really he's going to be really good for best of the best. So my brother got both for best of the best. And then uh, DJ is like, you got a brother, right? Yeah. Well, let's see what you guys got. And then they brought us in and we feuded with each other. That's another another really good match. Is my brother and I, or my brother, me versus my brother at Cage of Death. Uh, I think twelve. That was really fun. It was at the ECW Arena. 
And uh, very early in the match, uh, I threw a kick. He backflipped me, and when I was in midair, he super kicked me and knocked me clean out. Wow. And that was maybe two or three, maybe four minutes into the match. So, like, we went 12, 12 minutes altogether. So, like, I have no idea, you know, what was going on or where I was at. Or All I knew is I was wrestling, and I needed to wrestle my brother. So I yeah. was not clean out. Wow. But uh, I was still able to perform. Yeah, well, that's that's amazing, absolutely. So, uh, speaking of uh, Dean Ambrose, uh, he uh, just got injured recently. Um, I don't know how much you follow uh, WWE um, as far as just him and the Shield. Um, so for what you know, just w- what are your thoughts on just the? It seems like it's probably done and over with now as far as the, the kind of the recreation of the Shield. What are your overall thoughts on the, this second go around of the Shield? Uh, in all honesty, I haven't really followed it too much. I've seen uh, a couple things, but not enough to be able to give an educated answer on it, in all honesty. Yeah. Did you follow the first uh, round of the Shield? I really didn't. Uh, in all honesty, with like right now, I, I train Mondays, Tuesdays. I have shows on Wednesdays and Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. Wow. Sunday's usually my only free day. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't really get a lot of time to watch TV. So I, I honestly, unless it's like in clips or I can see something on my phone, yeah. I don't really watch any wrestling at all. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> with busy with busy uh, schedule, I can definitely see how that's the case. So I'm interested in just um, the the reasoning behind the names. Uh, uh, so let the listeners know just uh, what was the idea uh, behind Iris Airborne, and then um, Iowa's for Killers. Like, what was what was the uh, kind of the um, the mastermind or just the creative uh, thought behind those names? Well, uh, Ian Rotten was the one that came up with Irish Airborne. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, "Well, you boys are you, got, you boys have hot, have, have uh, Irish heritage, right?" And we're like, "Yes, sir." He goes, "And you guys are real acrobatic." And, and real aerial, I was like, yeah. He goes, we'll just call you Irish Airborne because we were Crazy J and Lotus before that because mm-hmm. that's the uh, the names that uh, Big Daddy Roger Cox gave us. So we were Crazy J and Lotus, and then Gabe and Ian and a bunch of other promoters like, you guys got to drop that. You guys need something different. Because when I first started, I asked if I could just be Gabe Christ, and so – Big Dad, Big Daddy Roger Cox is just like, Dave Crystal never make money in wrestling. It's not a good wrestling name. Mm. So here we are years later, uh, Dave Crist making money off of my name. <laughs> but, um, and, and with the Ohio is for Killers, um, my ex-girlfriend and I were, uh, were on, the, uh, on the couch together, and we were watching some documentaries. I says it was probably 2011, 2012. And uh, we were watching a uh, a documentary about, like, just different serial killers and all that kind of stuff and uh, the psychological profiles of serial killers because that kind of stuff, like, fascinates me. Mm. Um, so we started watching that, and uh, in this uh, this documentary, it, uh, it had said that Ohio had the highest amount of serial killers per capita. So... I look back at my ex-girlfriend at the time, and I look at her, and I'm like, wow, 
I guess Ohio is for killers, not so much lovers, eh? And she goes, that's kind of catchy. And I was like, that is kind of catchy. I, I, I really like that, Ohio is for killers, because we're from Ohio, and every time we get in the ring, we're going to kill it. Mm-hmm. So we could, So I got a hold of Sammy. I called Sammy, and I called my brother, and we are like, dude, like, uh, this is this is awesome. Like, uh, this is the name that I came up with. What do you guys think? And they're like, oh, that's really cool. And at that point in time, it was OIFK. Ohio is four killers. We just spelled out four. Right. And my brother was like, no, man. O I four K. And I was like, oh, that is so awesome. Yes, we'll put the four in there. O I four K sounds so much cooler. And then he's like, and then we can do, we can we can mimic the O H. I.O. from Ohio State and you do O.I. and then we're getting people to yell 4K nice. just like the Buckeyes. <laughs> and I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. Wow. So then we just started doing it. We started branding it. Uh, I started making my own t-shirts. Uh, at, originally, uh, it was the state of Ohio and it had the lower jaw of the Misfits. Mm-hmm. So that was the original logo, but then Jerry Only from the Misfits actually contacted DJ Hyde and uh, I put a cease and desist on that logo. So he took that logo and then used it on a small tour they did here in Ohio, and we just changed the lower jaw. Wow. That's uh, it's, it's, that's very interesting how stuff just happens, you know, just kind of organically, yeah. you know, just kind of uh, materialized just from watching TV. And it's funny because I'm actually about to become a doctor, and uh, my specialization is forensic psychology. So I profile stuff like that. Yeah, thanks, man. And so uh, when you said that, I'm like, yeah, me too, because <laughs> I'm, I'm interested and passionate about that. So I profile, you know, yeah. like criminal minds and stuff like that. So, yeah, I find that uh, interesting. What was really weird about it is uh, we had just got done watching Friday the 13th and then Halloween. Mm. And uh, it was around Halloween time. So I was just like, let's watch something different. Like, let's watch something like, let's watch a documentary because she was really into documentaries. I really wasn't into documentaries, but for some reason I'm just like, hey, let's watch a documentary. And it was on my suggested because she watched a lot of documentaries. It was on my suggested. I was like, huh, let's give this a try. And it was pure accident. It's not like we had any plans on watching it. It was yeah. just like, hey, let's check this out. <laughs> and it was just kind of fate. Wow, that's really cool. Um, so that's migrated uh, into OVE, what uh, you are known by now in uh, Impact Wrestling. Uh, who was res- responsible for getting you the, the opportunity to compete uh, for Impact? Uh, Scott Demore, uh, Scott Demore and Sanjay and Abyss. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't remember, I don't know like who put Killers out first. I don't know who, but Scott Demore had got a hold of me and asked me if we were free, but we weren't free for a particular date. And I was like, but I'm willing to cancel. And he's like, no, nah, don't cancel. There'll be other opportunities down the road. And uh, we were already in a group in AAW in Chicago with Abyss, and I had just wrestled Sanjay a year earlier, not even a year, probably half a year earlier, and I had a really good match with him. So I, from what I from what I understand, everyone just kind of went to bat for us. It's just like, yeah, these guys are awesome. And uh, they just got a hold of me, and they're just like, hey, we're not interested in giving you a tryout. And I was kind of real bummed because, like, they had talked about giving us a tryout, and they said they'd let us know. 
And then, you know, Scott was like, but we are interested in signing you. Congratulations. So I was nice. like, oh. That is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you y'all made some to- y'all made some noise from just about day one. Uh, won the tag team championships. Um, it, well, it was aired, I think, like um, a couple months after the debut, because you know the taping. Of course, you know the taping is usually six weeks to two months out. You know from um, yeah. from from uh, what we as the the audience sees it. Um, but yeah, it's a, you guys defeated LAX and uh, won the tag team championships at Victory Road, and then uh, you had some really good matches against LAX. LAX, of course, played the heel, uh, and then uh, you uh, had Sammy Callahan uh, come back at Bound for Glory uh, and assist you all with uh, uh, with. With uh, having a uh, really, uh, you know, kind of one-upping uh, LAX, and uh, it was it was a double turn, and I, and it was very interesting to me because um, I, you guys started to play more heelish and more menacing. They would show on uh, Impact Wrestling where you all would um, uh, compete in the independents. Uh, so was the double turn planned uh, when Sammy debuted at Bound, Bound for Glory, or was it just one of those things that? Sammy was just so, you know, his character a lot is just so menacing that it just made sense for y'all to play more of the heel role. It was just really organic. Was, we just we just felt it, and it just happened. Like, it, there was no planning behind it or anything like that. It was just uh, a lot of really creative people was, was behind us, and uh, they kind of just let us have the, the reins and and we were told that um, this is, you know, this is your guys' stuff. Make what you can of it. And yeah. then you know, we did what we could. And uh, we just got really lucky that a lot of the people that are, you know, at Impact support us and are, uh, you know, very into what we're doing and uh, are help nurturing us, I guess that would be the better term. They're doing amazing things over there. And I think that, um, as a company, I think we're really starting to open up a lot of eyes and, and really start to turn a corner because a lot of people were turned off by the product for a while, but I think a lot of people are are getting um, are getting turned on by it, and I think a lot of people are are really into what's going on now. So I'm really happy to be a part of the company. I'm really happy to be a part of of what we're doing, and I think another thing that that really helped us is typically whenever people think think about Ohio, they always think about how much they hate uh, Ohio State. They think about how much they hate uh, the Bengals and the Browns and how crappy the Indians and the Reds are and, and how Ohio just is, is so uh, – I always I always hear that, you know, Ohio is the a-hole of America. Mm. Well, so I disagree. I, I feel like <laughs> I told as lot, but – I feel like we had a lot of people against us based on the fact that we are Ohioans and, and that we do represent our, our state with so much pride and so much love. Yeah. Um, with us being the Ohioans for killers, you know, people start hating us just because we represent Ohio. And now that we're Ohio versus everything, well, that's, that's not just a catchphrase. That's not just a name. That's exactly how we feel. 
I, we feel like it is Ohio versus everything, yeah. not everyone, everything. Because it just seems like every time we turn around, something negative being said about Ohio, there's someone that dog in our, our state, and it's just like, okay, well, we're representing it. This is what we love. This is what we're about. So yeah. if, you're rep- if you're disrespecting it, you're disrespecting us. Mm. So I think it's really cool that that we're putting the state on our backs, per se. Mm. Or not really per se, but sort to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, as a fellow Ohioan, uh, I, I'm all for it, man. <laughs> Just uh, I support I support the cause, brother. And I uh, definitely am all about uh, defending my state's um, uh, born and raised in Ohio, still live in Ohio, and uh, this uh, the Pancakes and Power Slam show is based out of Ohio. So there's some successful things and successful people that comes out of Ohio, and uh, you know, you two, you and your brother are, are, are two. Uh, Sammy Callahan's from Ohio as well, I believe. Um, and so, yeah, yes, no yeah. So all of so all three of you uh, are, are prime examples. Um, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, the Macho Man Randy Savage was born out of Columbus, Ohio, um, and yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's so Chris many. Heroes, yeah, I was just about to say Chris Hero, Cassiano. Yep, uh, he's Cleveland. Yeah, he's he's Cleveland as well. Uh, uh, of course, we have Dana Brooks, a Cleveland uh, native, uh, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz. So there's yeah. a there's a lot of successful Ohio people um, that uh, I'm I'm definitely proud about. Got a, one more question for. For you and uh, it deals it's with um, as well. yeah yeah yep he's a he's an Ohio one as well yeah um, I, I was a part of a, uh, a conference call with uh, EC3 and uh, you know I put I put Ohio over uh, <laughs> as many as much as I can uh, you know I just uh, interviewed a Sawyer Fulton uh, recently uh, former uh, member of Sandy from NXC he's a he's a fellow Ohio one as well so there's there's yeah. a yeah there's a lot of people who came out of Ohio that. Uh, are, are awesome success stories. Um, so my question, uh, my last question uh, for you tonight is: uh, you were talking about just the turn, just the turn of the corner when it comes to Impact Wrestling. Um, throughout the, the uh, throughout the past year, uh, it's been kind of murky as far as just management and just changing TNA uh, initials being dropped off, going to GFW, dropping GFW to go back to Impact Wrestling. Um, and you're, you're saying that you feel that it's more, um, it's turning the corner. And of course, uh, it was just announced that. Uh, Someone who you referenced, Scott Demora, as, long, as well as Don Callis, are, are now uh, both uh, uh, exec, top executives of the company. Have you had uh, any type of interaction with uh, Don Callis? And uh, if so, uh, what are your thoughts so far? I, I have not had any yet. Uh, we we go back to taping next week, mm-hmm. so uh, um, you know I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting the opportunity to uh, to meet him. Obviously, I've known about his work. I've seen his work for many, many years. Uh, he's he's an amazing. Uh, he's done some amazing things with people. So I'm really looking forward to learning and growing uh, from him. I, yeah. I think it's going to be a really good opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome, and it's funny how this conversation comes full circle because you're talking about how uh, you loved ECW, uh, and uh, you know he was Cyrus. So, uh, you know, he made a, yeah, yeah so that's, uh, it's interesting how it all came full circle. You watch Cyrus and now you get to work, uh, for him. So it all worked out. I, 
It's so crazy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. So let the listeners know uh, where they can find you, your social media, and any upcoming dates. You can find me on both uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Dave Chris, and uh, just hit me up on uh, on Facebook, just Dave Chris. If uh, you send me a friend request and I have too many friends, I apologize. But uh, I, I typically clean out my my friends list uh, once a month of all the bots and stuff. Because mm-hmm. you know we all know how the bots work. There's a lot, so, unfortunately. Just be patient. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shows coming up. I'll be in uh, De- or I'll be in the Detroit, Michigan. I, I believe it's uh, Birch, Birchwood, uh, Michigan. This uh, this coming up Saturday. I have Rockstar Pro Wrestling. That's coming up Friday. Myself, David Callahan, and Jessica Havoc will take on Zachary Wentz, Myron Reed, and. Clayton Jackson. Perfect. Awesome. It's been a pleasure, Dave. Thank you so much. Uh, congratulations on your continued success. Looking forward to the I new regime. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to the new regime of Impact Wrestling. And uh, I agree with you, sir. It is Ohio versus everything. Yes, sir. All right. Have a good night, sir. Appreciate your time. You too. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners, free. Our mind, let's go. The whole squad is making it clear. We taking this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we here. So this is where the big boys play. These big boys play like who defies the living God. Get out the big boys' way. Outsiders with the swoop in. We live as kings. You see in us, but our third man waits in the wings. And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo. Cut the promo in black. Hollywood Hendrix, Prizzle, pinning them. To the man, I'm Das Wonderkin with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gas and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in all space, you can all skate, suffer but never crippled. No bin walls in my cross face. From here to Saturday, Raven, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals using. God for my defense in Alabama we jamming that's beautiful Bobby eating me and Priest we the dangerous alliance nah the Harlem Heat tie the do rag before we do battle you're talking shit you all what you speak this too sweet the genre is took back we repping that work pack the foundation shaking no mistaking yeah we shook that trusting God we trust pushing forward never look back meekness ain't at all weakness some people mistook that stamping out this crook rap he turning the power we're on, on the razor's edge, leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man, we bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful, the owners in our group too. It's good to be king, sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games, our army go move too. You crew, I'm in the raptors with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme, it's that easy. We tag teaming, Steiner brothers, we love it. Demand the win, establish it. This the class to the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. And once again, a special thank you to Dave Chris from Ohio versus everything OVE. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. It was a wonderful time. And uh, thank you so much for the insight. 
Um, I remember them when they were Irish Airborne and followed them a bit at that time in um, OIF, OI4K. I uh, used to be OIFK, but as as Dave explained, OI4K. Uh, followed them a bit there as well, but, uh, you know, of course, uh, more national exposure uh, with Impact Wrestling. So I wanted to bring them on, a fellow Ohioan uh, as well. So I want to bring on um, Dave tonight. And uh, got a, also has a, uh, like I said, um, and like he said, uh, has a uh, event coming up uh, for Rockstar Pro Wrestling as well. So be sure to uh, follow him at the Dave Christ. C-R-I-S-T is the last name, the Dave Christ, uh, former Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champion. Got the uh, Wrestling Rumors uh, live stream flooding right now. Uh, got uh, a bunch of people coming in and uh, commenting, so hello, live stream. Also, uh, if you want to, if you're listening at this via audio, uh, go to the uh, hashtag PanSlams, P A N. S-L-A-M-S. Once again, Pan Slams, P-L-A-S-L-A-M-S for your... And, of course, uh, follow us at Crave Wrestling once again, uh, at Crave Wrestling. And join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. And, of course, go to Wrestling Rumors for all your uh, needs, all your uh, all your needs for um, news and rumors, ladies and gentlemen. And I, you can catch me everywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm at Wrestling Rumors or Wrestling Inc. Inquisitor, uh, doing some um, freelance stuff uh, still. Um, uh, Sports Illustrated and um, yeah, and uh, freelancing uh, in other places as well. And you can definitely catch me at Chris Prolific. Uh, that's where I, I have a bunch of my work at. Uh, and that is that. Got a bunch of uh, comments coming in. Uh, we are going to read them. We're also going to do the headlines as we do every single week. Tonight's flavor of the week, and of course, we love your live um, input as well. Uh, the flavor of the week is the five bold predictions for 2018. Five. Bold predictions for 2018. Of course, we do that uh, for the we do that at the end of the show for the uh, for the for the week. <clears throat> Once again, five bold predictions 2018. All right. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to bring the co-host with the most on driving. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny that. Uh, uh, it's, it's funny that uh, we were talking about Ohio. Uh, this person is a um, Maryland native, uh, but uh, this weekend he spent uh, the new year in the best uh, <laughs> the best state of them all. I'm sure he wouldn't agree with it, but uh, he's just going to go with it for now. <laughs> so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the co-host, Evan Sackbrow <laughs> from Under Night Radio. How Hello, are brother. you? Glad you made it safe back home. Uh, Ohio. Ohio, Ohio was good state, such nice people to shop in, Licking County, yes. you know, uh, Columbus, you know, all the other areas of, uh, yes. all the other, other, other birds of, uh, Ohio that y'all has, um, Ohio was great, enjoyed my time there for a few days. 
But uh, it's not the best mm-hmm. state in the world. You know, we got to give Maryland. If you say Maryland, y'all say Maryland. If you say Maryland. Maryland is yeah. one of the greatest states. Uh, congrats to Ohio. You know, you're big, big on college football. And it was three, right. five degrees. And I came home today, and yeah. it was 18 degrees when I pulled up at my house. And it felt colder here than it did down there. So. <laughs> uh, yes. I was uh I was doing some I was doing some work and um and it was I was driving in my truck and doing some work uh this evening. It was four degrees outside. So yeah, it was uh it's Ohio for Yeah. And uh yeah. good to be here. Good be, good to be on the show for the new year. Yes, absolutely. So we got uh, someone. Uh, it got Antoine. He's from Maryland. He said uh, that's where he's from. And also we have uh, Juanita from Newark. Uh, Newark is probably um, Newark, Ohio. Newark's in New Jersey. Newark, Ohio. Uh, Newark, Newark, Ohio is probably about 25 minutes away. Uh, Justin's from Cincinnati, Ohio. Probably about two you know, all hours these Ohio away. Yeah, yeah. And again, the last song. Shout out to Anton. Gary from Maryland. What part of what part of Maryland? I mean, I'm I'm in Maryland, uh, but I'm from Florida. Where are you from? Um, Gary's from Glasgow, from? Scotland. Nice. Wow. George Riverside, Somebody's California. Scotland. Um, so we doing roll? So we doing a, roll call? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, Thank you, Tyler. It says nice WrestleMania wall. Thank you very much for that uh, wonderful compliment there. Um, we got a bunch to talk, to talk about tonight. Uh, we also have um, coming up in less than two days, about eighteen hours. Well, uh, Eastern time will be about four in the morning um, <laughs> when Wrestle Kingdom comes up. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom airs. So um, is it four o'clock? It's usually about six hours morning. In the morning. Six hours. Um, no, four. This is January 4th. I think it, on the 5th Eastern time. Uh, so I think it airs at like. One morning. Yeah, yeah. Is so it'll be four at like. Um, what's that? Yeah, I think it is like three, four o'clock in the morning. For us Eastern time. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll air live at 4 a.m. Eastern time. Um, I think it airs. Uh, how in Tokyo? How it airs in Tokyo? I think it'll be 4 a.m. Uh, in uh, the states Eastern time. So, uh, but yeah, got Raw, we got SmackDown. Flavor of the week this week is the five bold predictions for 2018. Both Evan and I uh, have five bold oh, yes. predictions for 2018. I'm looking forward to uh, saying mine. I'm sure Evan is uh, looking forward to saying his as well. Got pancakes and power slams uh, T-shirts. Of course, go um, uh, to the Crave Wrestling Facebook page and leave a uh, leave a message um, for your pancakes and power slam shirts. Awards at WrestleMania uh, last year. I can't even say this year because it's 2018. So Happy New Year, everyone! Uh, it's the second day of the year. This is officially 2018, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, you know the first uh, week or so. Uh, you, you're so used to saying this year, but it's not. It's actually last year. So <laughs> last year, uh, where it's at WrestleMania, 
Uh, and uh, yeah, so buy your, as uh, Kevin Ash would say, buy the shirt. Uh, so go to Pancakes and Power Slams. Uh, it's a go to the Crave Wrestling Facebook page. Leave a message to get your Pancakes and Power Slams T-shirt. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into the trivia. Let's get right into the trivia. We got a bunch of uh, questions coming up. Uh, we got a bunch of questions here on the live stream. Big cast return. It was um, uh, nine months from when he was injured. So I think they were talking about somewhere around April or May um, when he should be coming back. Um, Ziggler needs to go to New Japan. Uh I think so. I would like to see like a Ziggler versus Kenny Omega match. I think that would, think that would be really cool. All right, let's get, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into the first trivia question of the night. Here we go. Who won the Intercontinental Championship at the Royal Rumble 2000, uh, excuse me, 92? Who won the Intercontinental Championship at the Royal Rumble Nineteen ninety two. That is the question on deck right now. All right. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. If, you, if this is your first time uh, listening to the show, give us a shout out. Let us know. Um, thank you so much for all the love. It's three uh, hundredth episode. We had Dave Meltzer on the show last week. Uh, we got a bunch of love for the three hundredth episode. Uh, so honored, so privileged uh, to uh, be on. Be on here every week uh, to have some fun with you, with you all, uh, and uh, we're going to keep it going. This is uh, kind of turning out, turning a new corner, a new chapter. The Pancakes and Power Slam show, three hundred and one episodes. I'm so honored and grateful uh, to be here and have some fun with you all every single day, uh, every single uh, Tuesday of the week. Oh, there's only one Tuesday of the week of the year. Every every single Tuesday of the year. So if it's your first time, uh, give us a shout-out, uh, hashtag PanSlams uh, on social media. Of course, spread the word, continue to spread the word about the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We have uh, tens of thousands of listeners every week, and uh, it's definitely, you know, I'm grateful for all of the support, all of the listeners, but, uh, you know, continue to spread the word about the Pancakes and Power Slam show, um, and I'm definitely honored Um yeah, like I said last week, the show was voted one of the best uh, pod, the, one of the best wrestling podcasts of 2017. So, such an honor, so humbled, so honored, so privileged. So, thank you all for continuing to to um, give us some love. So, without further ado, let's get to the headlines. George, you have the correct answer. You have the correct answer. Roddy Piper is the correct answer, ladies and gentlemen. Roddy Piper. Next question on deck. Here we go. Who lost the WWE Championship at the 1997 Royal Rumble? Who lost the WWE Championship at the 1997 Royal Rumble? Royal Rumble match. All right, so let's get right into the headlines, ladies and gentlemen. The first one is Vince McMahon telling Kevin Nash he was a uh, he was 
Uh, Kevin Nash was a uh, a guest on the Ross Report recently. Uh, he was talking about XFL and their thoughts on XFL. Yeah, XFL. Uh, yeah, the XFL. Uh, they were talking about that, and then uh, it's interesting because the conversation kind of navigated over uh, to whether uh, to Kevin Nash saying something very interesting. Kevin Nash has definitely not been one that uh, <laughs> that uh, oh, is afraid to, uh, to, to afraid to expose things. Uh, and he was talking about a conversation he had with Vince McMahon, and he was saying. Um, and first of all, let's let's start with this here. I've been a journalist for a long time, and I spend my I take my hard on time and effort in um, <clears throat> to to precisely transcribe interviews. And so, anybody who's listening to this, whether live or audio uh, archive through iTunes or through the Blog Talk Radio archives, uh. I'm a public announcement because it's, I take very much pride and integrity in it, into it. Uh, any other wrestling sites, if you want to uh, transcribe, if you want to use the transcription that I use for any interview, remain ethical, respect the integrity of the journalism business, and do not rip or plagiarize direct quotes. Do not do that. Give be fair credit to the fair person, and do not make it look like your own. That is very important in the journalism field. That is plagiarizing. That is unethical. Do not do it. So uh, I had to I had to get on a couple of sites today over that, and um, it's not a good look. It's not a good look for your site. It's not a good look for the integrity of. Uh, you and uh, whatever site you represent. So please, uh, please keep the integrity of the journalism and um, give me my credit for my transcriptions, <laughs> or anybody, not not just me, oh, anyone. Yes. Uh, Can't be plagiarism on that. Um, Google Michael Don't directly Google Michael. Yeah, get credit. Yeah. Where credit is due. Yes, that's right. Give credit where credit is due. Um, so as far as XFL, uh, Kevin Nash says that Vince does a quote. Yes, I would like to have a black mark anywhere on his dossier. At the beginning of the XFL, the numbers were great. It wasn't the right place at the right time. Then uh, he was talking about uh, just the with Vince McMahon. Uh, he says that I remember one time I was talking to Vince. It wasn't the last WrestleMania. I think it was the one before. And I just asked him how things were. And he goes, the thing that's changed more than anything is back when you broke in here and the Fed, it was a shark tank. Like everyone, that that top prize and it was a battle. Now wrestlers wait for him to come around with the sword and anoint them. It's just not the same anymore. So uh, that has been a very controversial uh, <laughs> set of set of words there over the past few days. Uh, and just Devin, what are your, what are your thoughts on this uh, man? Is it uh, is is he correct as far as just the new breed of uh, professional wrestling talent uh, not being the same as as they were as far as trying to get that top spot? 
Yeah, can you hear me, Father Stone? Yep. Yeah, yes, I had technical difficulties. Um, yeah, well, you know, with with Nash saying we with Vince saying what he did with Nash is about they're saying that passion. Lots of heat for us just need the passion that he once did. I, I know it's a different time, like any sports. I know sports change and generations change. A lot of athletes are bigger, faster, and stronger, but I, I don't really agree with that because if you look at the wrestlers from the 80s and the 90s, even the 70s, the legends, you know, with Sting and Flair and Hogan and, you know, The Rock and Austin, look at the passion that we put in. Look at how they still to this day or mainstays, they're legends, where they still need those names on the marquee to sell our tickets. What current superstars right now in air quote WWE, and we're specifically talking about WWE, can really hold a candle to the legends and the superstars of yesteryear? Hmm. You understand what I mean? Uh, not, many. So, not many, but... I'm- well, I guess essentially that's to actually agree with Vince was saying because he doesn't believe that they have the the, the kind of the grit and kind of the um, desire to to really um, go for that top spot like like they were like they used to. And I I agree with that, man. There's so many. It just seems like the the, the yeah. mentality of the new yeah. you know wave of professional yeah. wrestlers is like. You know, just yeah. because I come in and, and and wrestle a couple matches, you should be pushing me, and and just you know that the, the it just seems like the level of uh, passion, level right. of grit, right. the level of just, um, um, desire to to really get that top spot, it doesn't really seem like it's a a big deal anymore. It, so it's, it's it's not there because. Something I, I've learned over the years of us interviewing so many people, and both of us doing well over 300 plus. Uh, show, uh, both of our shows combined has to have at least six, seven, eight hundred shows, as it is. Is that the 70s, 80s, and 90s? I think one of the reasons why is because everything now was guaranteed. Russell's got guaranteed contracts, mm-hmm. guaranteed pay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everything yeah. is is so oversaturated. You got the networks now. You got YouTube. You got Daily Motion. You got these networks. You got Netflix. You got Hulu. You got uh, websites. People have a, so much easier access. Anyone could, okay, Dusty Rhodes, and they could just Google him, and they could watch it. Yeah. You know, current stars now, um, not Dissolve Ziggler, so even people just coming up, Aiden English and Reset. They're oversaturated. The 70s and 80s and 90s, you had to bust your butt. If you didn't work, you didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. That's where that zero came in. You had to work and bust your tail. Your territories, the Russell in the Missouri and in the Carolinas and here in the DMV area, here in Baltimore and in Ohio. You had to bust your butt because if you didn't wrestle and didn't get that exposure with each town and each territory, you weren't going to get noticed. And you had to That's bust right. your tail because it wasn't guaranteed contracts. It wasn't, okay, well, my finger hurt today, so I'm not going to wrestle. Well, I'm still going to get that eight the $10,000 check every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And you had that zero to be on top. It meant something even more back then to be the world champion, to be the top guy, to be on top, because you got paid more. You got that, that drive. You were both former athletes, so we know that. But now you got wrestlers yep. coming in. And, and, and to that note, like you said, on that aspect, I agree with Vince. Because I guess it's 50-50. I agree with him, and then I don't. Because now you go to WWE, 
You on Raw. Okay. I'm on, even if you're on NXT, you're on NXT mm-hmm. at least once a week. Mm-hmm. You got the network. I can wrestle here. I can wrestle there. I don't have to bust my tail but so much yeah. because guess what? People are going to see me on the network. All right, okay, you yep. got the next the next few takeover. Okay, if I get bumped up to Raw SmackDown, guess what? They're gonna see me at least once a week. So at least once a week. Not include the little small search. So if you're a new age kid coming in, you're not gonna have to bust your tail. You're not gonna have to not to say they didn't work, but you're not gonna have that as we call it, that killer instinct that the nineties, mm-hmm. eighties and seventies had because it's already there for you. Little Jimmy, yeah. Johnny, little Sue, they can easily go you you tease your name. Don't nobody know who Sting is? You tease. Dusty Rose, you tease. You don't know about John Cena? You tease. Eddie Guerrero? You tease. Black Lesnar from 03? You tease. In the 90s, when we grew up, we didn't have you tease. We didn't have that computer. All we had to do was buy, sell, and trade tapes. Right. <laughs> and if we, and yeah, if we can't do that. Cards. <laughs> yeah, wrestling cards or, yeah. you know, going to your local <laughs> video store. That's right. Other than that. That's right. We screwed. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, 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 yeah. we was out of luck. Yeah. I feel like wrestlers nowadays, they, they should have their killer instinct because I think it would, if they had the killer instinct that the yesteryear superstars had, it would benefit them even more because they have so much more to work with than what they did back in yesteryear. But yeah. Yeah. you can't really beat them up because right now they don't really have to. Yeah, I mean you have the performance center, but it's still, you know, if you did if you do go to the performance center, you go right to NXT and NXT is getting a lot of exposure, so absolutely. Uh people are clamoring to see what this correct answer is as far as uh the question I asked and the answer of you know what? Some I'm getting so many so many people commenting on the stream about this one. So I I think this one deserves a drum roll. Psycho Sid. <laughs> Psycho Sid is the correct answer of that question. My next question on deck. Here it is. To eliminate to win the 1997 Royal Rumble. Who did Steve Austin last to eliminate to win the 1997 Royal Rumble? All right, ladies and gentlemen, the next headline of the show is Shane McMahon expected to be in another big match at WrestleMania. And, of course, we saw with uh, SmackDown Live uh, more, um, you know, more of the saga between him and Daniel Bryan. You know, it's, it's interesting because Daniel Bryan is still yet to be cleared to wrestle. Um, maybe they're hoping that within the next three months <laughs> he'll be he'll be set, uh, you know, to, to wrestle again and cleared. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's uh, quite quite interesting. It's quite interesting to see uh, what they're doing with this because uh, it's it's quite clear that Owens and Zayn is uh, probably most likely going to be in a tag team match uh, heading into WrestleMania, and right, you know, you're going to have your big, uh, you know, I'd imagine Shane McMahon's going to be a part of that as well, and so do you have Brian? Turn on, uh, officially turn on, on on Shane McMahon and be in the corner of uh, Zane and and 
uh, Owens leading up to WrestleMania, which Brian is so over with the yes movement. It'd be really tough to make him a heel. Uh, Shane McMahon, does he, you know, is he rogue and, and turn heel? Uh, but that wouldn't make sense because you still have Owens as a heel. Right, and exactly. then, you know, if perhaps you can have, um, you know, Owens and Zayn um, be in the tag team and then Shane and then uh, perhaps Daniel Bryan could be a special referee and you find someone who tags with, with uh, Shane McMahon, which to me I think that would be the best thing because you know AJ versus Shane, it was it was actually a really good match at WrestleMania 33. It opened the it opened it the show, really good match. Uh, and uh, it was really good. I was very impressed with that match. Um, but at the same time, it's like uh, <laughs> you know Shane McMahon has been in some some pretty good matches. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like you know some of his best matches. Were, you know it was AJ Styles and Kurt Angle, and those two. Are some of the best wrestlers? Uh, those those two names are two of the best wrestlers of all time. So, um, yeah, you know when he went against people like uh, uh, Steve Blackman, which is it wasn't a terrible wrestler, but he was real stiff, <laughs> really. And, and, uh, and, you know, uh, Shane Shane had a couple good matches with the Rock and Raw from back in the day. But yeah, um, yeah, Randy Orton as well. He had a match with uh, Orton. On, I think it was uh, I believe it was like a No Mercy or something like that. Uh, that he went yeah. against uh, Randy Orton. I think it was like a Raw as well. But yeah, I mean, it's um, you know, he 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 can put the, he can put on the show. The match with the match against the Undertaker wasn't very good, uh, oh, unfortunately. Um, but the it, gimmick it was of the as great as uh, Bretton Vince. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it was a gimmicked match helped uh, Shane McMahon and the Undertaker because both of them are at the point where they weren't, you know. Undertaker's uh, nuts. Hip. I don't want to see him back. Yeah, you know, he'll will. be back for Raw 25th, but uh, oh, he will be. We'll see. We'll see what the boat. We'll see what the boat predictions say as far as uh, if Evan wants the Undertaker back. But uh, well, I am. Spoiler alert! I don't want to see Undertaker back. He's not a part of my boat predictions at all. I don't want to see him back. Um, but there is, you know, some talk of him potentially teaming up with Kane. They're retiring at Mania. They both retiring at Mania, which, from a feel good standpoint, um, you know, I'll be there again this year in New Orleans, and so um, yeah, from we'll a feel good standpoint, yeah, it, 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 you know, it, it may be good to see. You know, it may be. I, I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure how I feel about that yet. I, I, if it was my preference, I wouldn't want to see Undertaker back. Yeah, but if they do no bring him back. If they do a Brothers of Destruction type thing, I Who wouldn't be. They were saying someone like John Cena and Braun Strowman. And oh gosh, that doesn't even. Uh, make sense. Yeah, I mean Cena with exactly. Strowman, it doesn't. You just messing up. If there would be always the little fusion battle, it's going to be messing up. If Taker goes out, Taker needs to go out one on one. If his last swan song wasn't against Roman Reigns, then he needs to go out 
in a one-on-one match. No one cares about his tag matches. Remember, he was in the tag match at Mania, which no one talks about, and it never happened, against mm-hmm. the Colossus of Boggle Road and Ethan Jones, which was just horrible at WrestleMania 19, oh. which ended up becoming a handicap. That was terrible. It made Taker against John Gonzalez and Elegante <clears throat> at WrestleMania 9 look like he looked like taking Mike within 25. If Taker's going to yeah. go out, and I'm still holding on to faith as a mustard seed brother to the stone to Taker and Sting. If Taker doesn't right. doesn't go out, <laughs> yeah. if Taker doesn't go out one on one, he doesn't need to go out at all. See, Kane can go out. Yeah, I, I would Kane, hope. Kane can, you mentioned you mentioned Taker Sting. I, I, I was hoping that you would bury that, you know, in the ground. It's not going to happen. Brother. I'm not. And because and, 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 you can't let it go. I know fans want to see Taker's thing. It has to happen. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it anymore. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, uh, Sting was born in 59, so March of 59. So he'll be 59 years old by WrestleMania. And uh, Taker was born, uh, I think, March of 65, perhaps. Um, So I think he'll be 53. Um, uh, He'll be 53 come WrestleMania, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Let me verify that. Yes, March 24th, 1965. So he'll be 53, and Sting was born March 20th, so 59. So he will be 59 years old uh, by the time uh, WrestleMania 34 comes in New Orleans. And I am a 52 uh, versus a 59-year-old. I'm fine. I'm sorry. Sting is the GOAT. Um, if it was up to me, you know, he would have a, a much better swan song match. But if, if Sting comes back into the ring, um, I want it to be, I want him to defeat someone who could go in the ring a little bit better. Like, I would be totally fine if if, if uh, Sting uh, went against Bray Wyatt. You know, Bray Wyatt losing nowadays means nothing because his, his career is so just... He's, muddied. He, he, um, he's a reverse. He's a reverse taker. He's going to be undefeated in the feet. He's going to probably go zero and twenty-one in Mania. He's never going to win at Mania. <laughs> he's going to lose it against Woken, Broken, Man Hardy in Mania. Like you said, yeah. Sting went against him at, 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 at Mania whenever. Look, Sting said all the same. The only things that's for sure about Sting is nothing's for sure. Nothing's he said, for it's sure. not goodbye. Yeah. It's, see, it's see, see you later. And, uh, you know, take it showing up, which I'll be there. Well, 20th anniversary, we'll be at the Manhattan Center, by the way. Um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Mm. Holding on to that, brother. I'll pass. Holding on I'll to pass. That. I think it's 58 years old. It'll be 59 in a couple months. I, I'm hey. fine. I, I, I would see, you know, and that's one good thing about face-painted wrestlers is because, you know, the thing is with face painted wrestlers, someone said, Has anybody ever told you that you have a uh, 
hold on, wait a minute. Someone said, I'm looking at the chats here. Does someone ever tell anyone ever tell you you had a great sounding voice? Um, yes, and thank you. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. We also have um, Robbie's talking about the Jason Jordan thing. We'll talk about that on Raw and people wanting to know the correct answer. Um, so I'll tell you the correct answer. Batista return. Uh, Jonathan Axe. Uh, talk, we were talking about that at, uh, last week with Dave Meltzer. Actually, he actually threw kind of kind of threw that um, kind of threw that out there that Batista may be returning um, at the Royal Rumble. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. DC Dave. Uh, Bret Hart. Is he going to be Bret? Is he going to be Bret's body? Um, uh, no, he better not win it. That's for Can sure. I don't, mind if, I don't mind him being a surprise uh, entrant, but uh, he. Did he win? Did he win? Uh, when he came back, did he win like a few years ago? He won the one leading into thirty. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, he won. That's the one he won. And, oh. then, and, and, and what made it even worse was, <laughs> what made it even worse was we were actually going to see. I mean, that's one of the only times, successful times that WWE pulled an audible. They had to pull an audible for that one there. I mean, they had to because we were going to see Dave Batista against Randy yeah, Orton. Randy Orton. Oh, oh, that would have been terrible. Now, granted, big fan of Batista. I think he's. I'm. I'm. I'm a fan. Now, I like Batista, but this isn't O three or O four. Yeah, Not exactly. This is O five, O six. You know, this isn't baby Batista. Baby Orton. Yeah. yeah. With the like uh, bazooka plus. pyro. And, yeah, this bazooka isn't. This, pyro, isn't this is Batista <laughs> wearing skinny jeans, ripping, you know, his pants ripping off oh. his butt. You know, right. balding no, no hair. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, Antoine says, Sting went with a lot of wrestlers in WWE now, so only one I want to see him is Taker. Nope. Uh, Justin says uh, how they treat Bray Wyatt is dumb. I agree. Um, Jonathan uh, agrees with me. He says they aren't doing a Sting versus Taker match. Not happening. I agree with that as well. It ain't going to happen. Uh, I disagree with you, fan. They said Rocky Hogan was going to happen. Who wants to see the Undertaker back in the WWE ring? I mean, come on. Evan, we were there live. Sitting right next to each other. In Orlando, Florida, <laughs> inside the Camping yes, World are. Stadium, we yes, have our first experience of looking of how, of bad how dilapidated yeah. and crippled the Undertaker looked. I mean, that's the, the thing about being there live, right? Like, you can see it on the WWE Network, but you can only see as much as they let you see as far as camera shots. We saw now, the time yeah, the Undertaker was limping outside, by the table, trying to hold on stuff. Just to <laughs> keep up. He can't even go over they the top rope. He can't they, even run. They're not going to They're not going to shoot that and film it on uh, the WWE. Uh, we saw it firsthand. Yeah, the guy was that was hurtful for us. We were shaking our heads. Yeah. It, it, it reminded me of, uh, of of the famous promo with Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. 
when he called Flair Muscle Old Flair. Yeller. Like, huh, oh, yeah, yeah, Old yeah. Yeller. Old Yeller. And <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that, so, and you and I have been at each other, we just shaking our head like, uh, we love taking yeah. it. It's just about that time. Yeah, that, with, with, with that being said, um, Marquis, take care versus thing. We'll sell tickets, and people will see it. Oh, man. I mean, it'll it, it sell tickets. It'll <laughs> sell tickets. See, here's the thing. Is it worth selling tickets if it's just going to be criticized in the end? Like, that match, there's no way. Because that would that, not only would that tarnish Taker's legacy, because, I mean, if it wasn't someone like Roman Reigns, you know, last year in Orlando, it would have been really bad. I mean, people, you know, they could crap on, and I've said this before, they crap on Roman Reigns as much as they want, but he carried that match. I mean, you can't be delusional and say that he didn't. Any critic of Roman Reigns, you're a liar and you're delusional if you say that he didn't carry that match. You watch it again because, oh, Taker looked so bad in that match. It was really tough to watch. And this is coming from someone who's been a Taker fan for 20 years, 25 years. Um, It was tough to see, you know, Taker's in my top 10. And it was tough to see him in that match. And it was, it was just, it was brutal. It was brutal to see just him limping. He couldn't even take a spear all the way. Landing on the landing on his side, it was just it was it was tough. It was really tough to see that. So I'm totally okay uh, with him not coming. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Here's the next question. It says this: Both the WWE Tag Team and Intercontinental Championship were changed at Royal Rumble 2001. Who won them? Both the WWE Tag Team and Intercontinental Championship were changed at Royal Rumble 2001. Who won them? So the two-part question, who won the tag team and the Intercontinental Championship at Royal Rumble? Um, the same person did not win the tag team or the Intercontinental. Both of those were changed. Both of those changed hands. Uh, who won them? All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the next headline. Is Real quick, Bully Ray believes that the Dolph Ziggler should leave the WWE to revive his character. He has some really good to insight on that. Uh, as far as just uh, Dolph Ziggler's career, um, and I talked about this um, before. Dolph Ziggler's at this at the point of his career. Good worker. He's a fantastic. He's a fantastic hand. Great in the ring. Um, he was talking about this on an as a Christian podcast about he is. Um, he he called it the curse of the worker, and basically he's in the position that. You know, they can put him in the beginning, middle, end. He can make anybody look good. And because there's only a few people in that spot, you know, it makes – it's really tough for Ziggler because they have a mentality of, you know, we'll just bring you up. It will place you anywhere, and we'll just kind of, you know, if if you don't want to – if we don't want to give you a push now, we, we're not. We're going to put you in the beginning, you know, in, in the opener. We're going to have you – accrue a bunch of mid-card titles because we can, because, you know, basically that shows how good of a worker you are. If we want to put you in the main event, we'll put you in there for a hiccup just to put you back down the mid-card. And it's really tough for someone like Ziggler. And 
Bully Ray was saying that it's wrestling quicksand. That the more he tries to get out, the more you know he just gets uh, you know sunk back in. And you know it's really tough because Bully Ray suggested that he goes to House of Hardcore. Now, I don't know how that would look. I mean, Austin Aries just recently went to House of Hardcore, and he has that kind of curse of the worker type of syndrome as well. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it gets tough for someone like Ziggler because I don't ever see him as like a quality, consistent main eventer because his win-loss record has been so um, so inconsistent like, as far as wins are concerned. So it really gets tough for Ziggler. And I, and I hope that, you know, if he does leave, I wouldn't say a House of Hardcore would be a first choice like Bully. Um, of course, he would favor House of Hardcore. Um, he also said that the second choice would be Ring of Honor, which I would agree with that as far as it being a top choice. But, yeah, I think I think Japan would be really good for him. Um it's you know you know no disrespect I mean I just had Dave Crystal on my show from Ohio versus everything, uh, but Impact Wrestling is uh, in a really tough time right now. I mean I, I love the fact that you know Dave was saying that he you know he believes it's on an upswing and uh, he's excited about what yeah. it's going to bring. Of course you got Don Callis and Scott Demore, you know two really good moms. So could they do something with Ziggler to make him a main event? See. Here's the thing with someone going to Impact Wrestling. Unless it's someone who is sure to move the needle, it really doesn't matter much because you're still, you know, on a good day, Impact could get about 250,000 viewers, you know, and and that's a good day. So I don't think that Dolph Ziggler – would I mean him going to Impact? I, I don't think he'll move a needle. So he needs to go somewhere like a uh, New Japan oh, or New Ring Japan. of Honor. Impact just wouldn't move the needle. I mean, like there's only a few names that are out there that will really move a needle. You know, uh, it, move the needle if they went to Impact Wrestling. Um, and you know, I don't think I don't think Ziggler would do that. So you know, where does he go? And then you know, Bully Ray was talking about how. Um, you know, he's he he felt he feels that he was going to leave the WWE, but he got a really nice offer to keep him stayed and kind of relegated in that spot. So Ziggler right now he's in he's in the stage where he's making a lot of money, but is unhappy. So it's a really tough time for Ziggler at this point. Right. I'm going to I'm going to TNA Impact Owl Anthem. It's not going to matter. Go to all H. Go to New Japan. It's inevitable. It's not funny. The WWE. You got to have that machine behind you. The machine isn't behind you. They really don't believe in you. They're not pushing you. You got to go to greener pastures, even if it's not in green. Other green pastures. And right now, the only place to go to make a dent is New Japan or OH. I've been to House of Hardcore shows. I was just at the one in Milwaukee. I've talked to Austin Rice for get three and a half hours. We had a great conversation. Great guy. We talked about a lot. His book, 
the business is him personally. I know Tommy Dreamer personally. You know, he's a good support. But Dark could go there to be more of who he is as far as the actual exposure. Because House of Hawthorne is ran live on Twitch. But it doesn't reach the household as opposed to our HOF hands. So I can see what Billy Ray is saying. Okay, he could go to House of Hawthorne and kind of just be himself. Kind of, you know, just get wind of his sales to kind of reinvent himself, which is great. But if you're trying to go somewhere to kind of do that and then also get a big enough audience where you get noticed, go to New Japan. Go to ROH. This yeah. is, I don't know this time, but it is really legitimately on the life of life support. It is waiting for yeah. the plug to be pulled. How many times can it be resurrected? And with all due respect to, you know, to your guests earlier today. I mean, we've heard many guests on our respective shows say, uh, you know, TNA is doing this, you know, you act, cross the line, the aisle, the anthem, aisle, anthem, it's on Destination America, it's on Spike TV, it's on this, it's online, it's Global Force. It's just a while. Yeah. It's just, it's got Talk about the white flag. nine lives. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> Y'all put up the white flag. Yeah, yeah. All right, so here we go. The tag team champions for the Dudley Boys and an Intercontinental Champion was Chris Jericho. Jericho. All right, so as far as the um, the next headline, we got we got one, we got uh, another headline, but I'm gonna give another question here. Um, before we talk about the SmackDown Live Star, could be information push. We'll save that for SmackDown actually. I do want to talk about Goldberg uh, wanting Roman Reigns to be his next opponent. Uh, before we get to that, um, next question. Who was the runner-up of the 1998 Royal Rumble? Who was the runner-up of the 1998 Royal Rumble? So Goldberg, 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 Goldberg. I um, still, I, I think that his return was fantastic. I think that his um, beating you know uh, Brock Lesnar and the way that he did was amazing, and uh, less than ninety seconds in Survivor Series that was the most shocking moment of two thousand sixteen. Uh, and then the way that he did it, his run from September to April, I mean, it was to me it was it was perfect. It was five months. It was a five months It was actually like four months in a couple weeks. Um. It's a real short run, a little over four months, and it was just uh, it, it was it was it wasn't a lot. We didn't see an oversaturation of Goldberg, you know. It still still kept that mystique, the old school Hogan. I'm not going to be there every week type deal, which always helps in my opinion. Um, so you know he he left he left in a way that we want to see him back. You know it wasn't in the, it wasn't in the sense of Okay, this part timer, you know, overstayed his welcome, or the run is not as exciting as as it was uh, as we expected it to be. So, you know, I think at this point, it's I would like to see Goldberg in another match. I would be fine with that. He still has it. He still, you know, is in really good shape um, at fifty one. So. I'm I'm totally fine with him coming back. He said he wants to, you know, go against Roman Reigns. I'd be totally fine with that. He said it's a Georgia versus Georgia Tech type of deal. 
uh, Battle of the Spears. I mean, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot that they could have as far as history wise, as far as just creating a story with Goldberg and Roman Reigns. You know, it's it would be easy for Roman Reigns because he can still say it's my yard and um, you know I retired the Undertaker, so forth and so on, and then Goldberg can come out and say, you know, um, you know, I. I, I take offense to that, you know, as far as it being your yard because you haven't beat me. I'm the monster. I'm the I'm the man. You're next. You know, he can easily do any any of that. So, um, and then you know, Marquee Goldberg versus Roman Reigns WrestleMania. Oh, absolutely. I think it will sell some some good tickets. So, I'm a, I'll be up to it. Yeah. That is fair versus fair thing. It's so easy. Can can we can we please have another reason for you guys to fight? You know, Goldberg, you can decide to come back and we do one more match. At least don't make the main thing because of the finishing move. It's been done so many times. Who cares? If there's only people that did the spear before, Roman Reigns doing the spear. Okay, it's cool. Whatever. If it rains and feeds with Goldberg, that's cool. I would love to see that match. You just don't make the main thing because of finishing moves. That's so corny, so 1988 to 92. Just, like you said, it's Goldberg could decide, hey, I got one left in me, and I just want to see how good I am. You know what? I say let's see Undertaker against Goldberg. Since no one wants to... Be on my side with Sting please, and Taker. Please, Goldberg no. Undertaker. You know what? It's never happened before. <laughs> I don't think, you know, after all this time, I don't think I've ever did this to you, Evan. You know, you are a close personal friend of mine, and I love you like a brother. But you just made the list. I'm gonna put you on the list because it is one of the. It's one of the team matches that has let never happened. You can't. Let it, let it go, Evan. Let it go. <laughs> the Undertaker. He will not. He has, he has to ride off into the sunset, man. I mean, the Roman Reigns send-off was, was perfect to me. That's what put, you know, because of the Undertaker send-off. And he, Undertaker has a lot to do with my, greatest WrestleMania of all time uh, you know, list right now. Because because of that send-off, we both agreed that 33 is the new GOAT uh, as far as the WrestleManias are concerned. But I'm going to tell you what. If Undertaker comes back for WrestleMania, WrestleMania 33 will no longer be the GOAT. It will go right back to 17. Because what I was there, the experience was amazing, the Hardy Boys returned, Goldberg versus Lesnar, Shane versus AJ was really good. Jericho versus Owens was a solid match. Uh, from top to bottom, Naomi winning uh, in Orlando at her hometown. Uh, the women's, uh, the Raw uh, championship match was a very solid match. And so just from top to bottom, it was a really solid card. The only blemish in it was probably Orton Wyatt. Um, but other than that, there were just, it was Virtually blemish free, and the send off with Taker in uh, in Reigns was absolutely amazing. So it's just from top to bottom blemish free, just about the goat. But if the Undertaker comes back, is it's a no go for me because he has to. He, I mean, he just he has to let it go. 
The Rock. The Rock is the correct answer. He was the runner-up. The Rock. The Rock. I mean, seriously, all things aside, I, I would like to see Roman against Goldberg. It would be cool. It really would be a good match. Yeah. Uh, it, and like and as I said last week, last year, I put up there Goldberg is, is Lesnar, one of the best matches of last year. It wasn't a Brett and Michaels or Sting and Flair or Flair and Steamboat or McGinnis and Daniel Bryan, but it was great for what it was. And 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 Goldberg still relatively young. He's middle age. He still can go. Reigns, of course, is a baby. You know, not baby baby, but he's you know one of the young lines in the business. That would be great. I definitely wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of comments here. Johnson asks, uh, do you, did you hear EC3 or Lashley coming back to WWE this year? Uh, part of that, yes. Um, uh, Ray Mysterio hey, returned as of now, no. Um, I, yeah, I'll, I'll be totally fine with Lashley and Brock. I love that. I, I've, uh, I wrote about that um, a little while ago, Lashley and Brock. I would love to see that. Um. Antoine says that's like trying to bring back Shawn Michaels. He's not coming back. <laughs> ah, yes, Antoine. Yes. Oh, ah, that's really good. You get a Matt Hardy uh, woken for that one. That was really good. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you the applause. Give it, give it. Okay. That's just a good one. Just like bringing Shawn Michaels. Give one, give one, Antoine. Antoine. Just a good one. Uh, Robbie asks Goldberg versus uh, Shield in a handicap match at WrestleMania. What do you think? No, no, I would not be interested in that at all. Uh, plus, uh, based on what I've heard, um, WWE has pulled the plug on the Shield after the Ambrose injury because uh, of nine months recovery, and then you know nine months from now, because we're thinking we're talking you know September. August, you know, maybe before SummerSlam, most likely, you know, September, October. So, uh, those are, I mean, May, June, and then October and December. Those are four of the, you know, slower months of the year. Uh, so, a lot of times WWE kind of want to do something big, you know, to draw people into, like, October pay-per-views like they did this year or last year with the shield. Um, Roman Reigns left because, you know, of the, the mumps and then angle came in. So they like to have, you know, kind of marquee stuff that will get people to buy stuff for the, the smaller pay-per-views, but I don't want to see, I mean, like I said, I mean, PMP awards last week, the biggest letdown was the shield of 2017. That so much, um, it was so amazing to see, you know, it was like three and a half years almost, uh, uh, but you know, before they broke up. So it was amazing to see them come back. The, 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 the storyline, the build, it was really good. But at the same time, it was just like how, how they treated and what they did with it. It was just absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. All right. Next question on deck. Who defeated Kurt Angle in his WWE debut at the 2000 Royal Rumble? Who defeated Kurt Angle in his WWE debut at the 2000 Royal Rumble? 
gentlemen, before we get to the flavor of the week, let's get to Raw and SmackDown uh, review. We will be right back after this. Pancakes and Power Slams, 11 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio, featuring weekly interviews from WWE, NNXT, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, and NWA. Join us live every Tuesday at www.blogtalkradio.com slash pancakes and power slams. That's www.blogtalkradio.com slash pancakes and power slams. So we got a comment that says, Steve... (laughs) They they have pushed Roman they have pushed Reigns down everyone's throat. You know, in all in all due respect, um, thank you so much for listening and commenting. But that is one of the lamest lines that I could possibly hear at this time. The last time that Roman Reigns was in any caliber uh, was, I believe, uh, right before. Seth Rollins um, came back. Uh, well, right after, I'm sorry, right after. Um, I think it was May of 2000 and was it May of 2016? I believe <laughs> that the last time Roman Reigns was the WWE champion. As a matter of fact. You know what? I think it was May of, or maybe June. Maybe May. Let's let's see. I'm, I'm gonna see on the list of the WWE champions. I think it was May of 2016 was the last time Roman Reigns was champ. Let me let me verify that. So he beats uh, beats Sheamus December 14, 2015. Um. Of course, he lost uh, to Rollins at WrestleMania 32. Ambrose won. So was that it? Oh, wait. He did, okay, yeah. So he hasn't had a reign April. So he hasn't had a reign as WWE champion since April 3rd, 2016. That was the last time Roman Reigns was WWE champion. So it would be two years since Roman Reigns has been WWE champion. He has not been universal champion yet. Last time he was WWE champion was nearly two years ago. So please spare the Roman Reigns shoved down our throats, and the guy has not been world champ in almost two years. That makes no sense at all. All right, so what's your Raw and SmackDown um, what's your what's your uh, Raw and SmackDown thoughts for uh, this week? Unfortunately, since I was in Ohio, in Ohio conducting business, I was not able to watch SmackDown Raw. I did have to hear a lot about what happened. Um, uh, apparently, uh, I know SmackDown did making it a, a from from Mongo Triple Threat uh, match with Zayn versus Owens versus. Uh, AJ Styles for the Rumble. Uh, do you like yep. hearing where that goes? I did hear a lot of people from my staff and people contacting me about the Kane and Brock Brawl. 
Um, the Ballad Club is together. I think Goss is doing something with Anderson and Gallo. He's just been a laughing stock. <laughs> um, good stock. <laughs> Excuse me, fans. Um, it severely went down after the, past, the first team of the game in the company. So I'm glad they're doing something with uh, they're doing something with them too. And I'm still not understanding and getting Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan's raw take, James. It, it, it doesn't <laughs> make any sense to me. Yeah. It doesn't. So sorry, fans. Unfortunately, um, I was away doing business, so I don't have much to say about Raw SmackDown. <laughs> so as far as Raw is concerned, I think it was an okay Raw. Um, the match between Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe was absolutely fantastic. It was It was really, really good. Um, and I think that, you know, Goldust uh, appearing in the 205 Live segment, <laughs> that was funny. Uh, I was, uh, I was, I thought that was very interesting. Oscar uh, defending Alexa Bliss clean. I think that you don't want to do too much with Oscar. I mean, if you're trying to make, I mean, save these moments for Mania or a big, bigger stage. Like, you know, when. I, and I was, I was on the Wrestling Inc. podcast uh, last night, and um, I said, basically, you know, I think what you need to do is you need to put some more time into forming up Anderson and Gallows against, uh, you know, joining Finn Balor. Because Finn Balor's a babyface. Why in the world would you have Anderson and Gallows, who's been just menacing heels for so long, you know, ever since they first stepped into it, they retired the Dudleys. They've been just, you know, really rugged, heartless heels for so long. You know, they're they're having more of a comedy side with the nerd thing now, which, you know, is caught steam. But at the same time, it's like put some more time into it instead of just saying, hey, I've got people that will help me out. I've got these two heels over yeah. here that's been heels for a long time. And now they're just baby faces all of a sudden, you know, because I need their help. And they're together, and it just doesn't make sense at all. I mean, put some more time into it. I mean, not everybody watches Japanese wrestling. People, I agree. Know, there's some people who watch the WWE who have no idea who the Bullet Club is. Uh, you know, but so it's one of those things that just put some more time and effort into it instead of just throwing stuff together and rushing it, because. If it feels contrived, if it looks contrived, and it feels contrived, those are the responses that you're going to get back. If something feels contrived and that felt contrived, you've got to put some more time into it. Allow us as fans to really engulf and engage into the story of the matter. Put some more weeks into it. Put some more time into it. And I think just that ultimate reunion could have been a money maker. I mean, like, it could have drew some money of saying, you know, the the Miz comes back and uh, attacks Finn Balor. You know, you have the match between Miz and Balor, perhaps at the Royal Rumble. Um, you know, uh, you have the Miz Taraj attacking Finn Balor, DQ uh, finish, and you have. Um, a bunch of attacks, 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 and then and then Anderson and Gallows saves the day. You know that would have a, a better type of thing. And don't have them wrestle. And then exactly. what you do is you have a six man at, at WrestleMania. You have Finn Balor 
Anderson and Gallo against the Miz and the Miz Rush. I mean, that's how simple I thought about that as far as just uh, an angle is concerned. And you, but at the same time, you can't just have – it felt contrived. I mean, that, that bothers me within current WWE booking. It just – you can't just respect the fact that just you have to let stuff build and for, for fans to be mostly invested into it. The Lesnar Kane thing was just odd. <laughs> it was odd. It was weird. The, the timing was weird. The cues were weird. As far as SmackDown's concerned, um, you know, I, I like the Xavier Woods, you know, United States Championship thing. He's campaigning and doing all that. You know, he I just wrote it. Uh, an article of when he um, he interviewed, kind of he quote unquote interviewed Blue Pants uh, from NXT, uh, formerly Blue, Plant, Blue Pants, about uh, you know just dogging Aiden English. I thought that was funny. I, you know, people like New Day. You know, people are people like Xavier Woods. They're they're still really into him, and um, I like the New Day. I, I I've liked the New Day since day one, even when people didn't like him. And uh, I think it's just a good idea if you kind of roll with it with, with, with Xavier Woods. But I think at the end of the day, it's most likely going to be Jinder Mahal. But why not try them, something different? It gives the new day new layer. It gives the, it gives the new day even more layers to just what they're doing. It makes them even more marketable. Yeah. It makes you want to look. Yeah. It, it gives you even more. It gives you even more something to look forward to when you see the new day. So I, yeah. I do like that as well. Yeah. Um, good to see Becky Lynch back. Uh, this you know looks like they're gonna do her, Charlotte, and um, Naomi against the Riot Squad. Um, I, I'm still not buying into the Riot Squad. I mean, Ruby Riot's trying her best to try to lead, but the thing is, Ruby Riot is like she wasn't even an established name in NXT yet. So for her to come to SmackDown Live and lead this faction and people to really buy into it, it's like, eh, we're not, we don't really care. We, don't, we barely even know who you are. So I think that they should have came up in enough. And Kurt Angle announcing that there's going to be 30 entrants in the Women's Royal Rumble, I think that there's a little less than 20 on the main roster now. So you're, you're going to need about 10 to 12 um names that are outside of the roster. So you can't, I mean, it wouldn't make sense to bring up 10 names from NXT. That would be a bit desperate. That would take away kind of just the uniqueness of NXT. I mean, typically, you know, in the Royal Rumble, you have like one or two, usually one person that is on the NXT roster every year or past few years. Uh, I think it was Zayn a couple of years ago, a few years before that was uh, Rusev. Um, when it was still Alexander Rusev, so you have that one person typically from NXT that that's in the Royal Rumble, but you know it'll be a bit desperate if you're having like ten women from it'll, NXT in the Royal Rumble as if they have a chance to win the Royal Rumble. It just doesn't make sense to me. It'll, it'll be yeah, you know, it'll be some DLC, some downloadable content from the past. You know, the yeah, leaders, I mean, the Stratuses. That kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, you probably have the, the the legends. You know, Michelle McCool was kind of teasing it. Uh, you know, I'm sure they'll bring back some legends, uh, you know, for that. Which, you know, that part would be fine to see legends come back. That's usually 
the surprise appearances are usually as, as you know exciting to to anticipate just as much as the winner a lot of times. So <clears throat> seeing that, but just as far as the NXT talent, it, it just doesn't make sense at all. And I called it. I said uh, I I said that I think Sami Zayn should uh, go against AJ Styles for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, in the filler feud, and I got partially that right. It'll be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. So um, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm sure there'll be some type of stipulation that comes with that that uh, will be um, interesting to watch. Correct answer: the human suplex machine test. That is the correct answer. All right, we got one more question, one more trivia question before the flare of the week. Maybe we'll squeeze one or two before uh, the show is over. But here's the next one. Who defeated the artist formerly known as Goldust at the 1998 Royal Rumble? Who defeated the artist formerly known as Goldust at the 1998 Royal Rumble? All right, five bold predictions. All right, live stream. What are your thoughts? Uh, on the five bold predictions, we're well, about to talk about it now. The flavor of the week. Here we go. It is now time for the flavor of the week. All right, Evan. Let's do this. Number five. What do you got? Bold prediction for 2018. My number five bold prediction of 2018 is that Russell Kingdom 12 will be once again over a better show than in WrestleMania. Mm. That's my bold prediction. Now, granted, Russell Kingdom 11 was great, and WrestleMania 33, we were there. You know, I give him a tie this year. I mean, last year, because of the send off. But this year, Mm. All around, all uh, 18 hours of Wrestle Kingdom 12 will be better than the six hours of WrestleMania. <laughs> um, someone asked, does Daniel versus Shane uh, at WrestleMania thought in WD's process mind? Yeah, I mean, it's really predicated on um, um, <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so um, so Jordy says uh, Daniel versus Sammy Man a thought in WWE's process minds. Yes, uh, depending on uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, clearance. Um, Antoine asks, "Where's the pancakes come from?" Um, and then he said, "Don't you like how the New Day is running your podcast?" Yes, I actually tweeted them as far as uh, I actually tweeted them when they start throwing pancakes around. I said, "Hey, you know, you can go ahead and promote my podcast, Pancakes and Power Slams." Real quick, it came from uh, when we first started the Pancakes and Power Slam show, April of 2012. Um, we were going over names uh, as far as uh, what to name it. So we put a bunch of names in a hat. Uh, um, one of my good friend and former co-host, Ryan, uh, he still does some backstage uh, media stuff for uh, uh, the show. Um, we, we came up with some ideas and um, put some names in a hat. The theme was to have a morning show because our first show, our pilot show, was in the morning. It was two o'clock. It was nine o'clock a.m. on a Tuesday. Um, so the thought was, what name can we put together with morning and wrestling together? So uh, we pulled it 
We put a bunch of names in a hat. We pulled it out, and out comes pancakes and power slams. And so uh, after the second show, um, we moved it to 11 p.m. on Tuesday nights, uh, and it's been there for 298 episodes. 290, actually, what three? 299 episodes. So the first one uh, was in the morning, and so 300 episodes. This is 301. Yeah, so for 300 episodes, it's been in the evening, uh, and so. And the reason why we kept it in the evening is because we saw the numbers. The numbers was uh, very uh, supportive. I mean, it was the, the nine o'clock was okay, but the eleven p.m. Uh, Tuesday night uh, had much more numbers. Um, so a lot of people are still up uh, at eleven o'clock Eastern time and want to talk about wrestling. So that's the reason why I'm up here. Uh, I'm up with you talking about wrestling. So. That's the story behind the Pancakes and Power Slam show. All right. Uh, Vader. That's correct. That is correct, Vader. Good job. Uh, real quick, Psycho uh, Sid or Vader in the Hall of Fame this year? I can see Vader over Psycho Sid. Uh, I think both should be, but um, I can definitely see Vader over Psycho Sid. All right, my number five is Lita will be in the Roman's Royal Rumble. Lita will be in the woman's world. That is my That's not a bold prediction. Five. We all can see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, not really. Not really. It's, yeah. That's the reason why it's number five. It's it's not it's 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 not confirmed. It's not confirmed. We don't know. She's in the you know she she's in the Hall of Fame. So other than other than really Angle. I can't think of anybody who's in the Hall of Fame that WWE allowed to wrestle afterwards. So um, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. So, what's your number four? Number four is that the Rainmaker this year will lose the IWGP Heavyweight Title. Oh gosh, that's not a bold prediction. He's had it for two hey, years. You said leader. You can't lead us, but I will say, Okada will lose the IWGP title. Of course, he will lose. He's had it since the uh, late June of 2016. So, uh, hey, remember, if he's the John Cena of the East, we never know. Yes, 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 Cena East. Um, all right, so my vote prediction, my number four is. Chris Jericho will face Naito. I believe that uh, he will come back uh, and compete wow. in Japan after after Kenny Omega, and I think that uh, he will face Naito. And Naito has been having some Twitter exchanges, kind of open it up just in case uh, Jericho wants to come back. I think he will. I think uh, Jericho will come back and face Naito. Number three. My number three is the NFL. It officially returns, and it will not be as successful as it was the first time. Mm. Yeah. I think the writing was kind of on the wall for that. Number three 
is the Bauer Club will be a heel stable on SmackDown Live. They will uh, we'll see them on the uh, draft or the Superstar Shakeup or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and these are just planting seeds for the Bauer Club to go to SmackDown Live and see with AJ Styles. Number three, uh, number two. My number two is My number two is that Dolph Ziggler and Daniel Bryan this year will be featured in Dapper. Mm. Dolph Ziggler will be released from WWE or he will leave in Daniel Bryan. I do not see him staying within WWE past WrestleMania. Oh, wow. Um... My number two is Kenny Omega will be on Impact Wrestling. Kenny Omega will be on Impact Wrestling. Got some uh, Don Callis. You know, they've got a good relationship there. Don Callis is the English uh, commentator for New Japan and also the... um, uh, you know the executive VP for Impact Wrestling now, so he's going to try to bring some people over from New Japan on a relationship there, and uh, there you go. So I think Kenny Omega will uh, step foot into Impact Wrestling. Number one, what is your number one vote prediction of the year, 2018? Uh, number one isn't really that big of a prediction. I should have said my two is number one. What is that? Nakamura will become. WWE Heavyweight Champion And I'll add this one mm. too That Undertaker Sad to say Will be in the ring Wrestling the match This year No oh. I don't like it any more than you do I hope not I really hope I hope not no. But uh Please no Undertaker Please no do it. Stay home. Number one vote yeah, stay home, Taker. Please. We love you, man. We love you, Taker. Stay home for us. Stay home for stay home for the kids. For the kids. Um, <laughs> uh, my number one prediction is this person will be WWE champion for the first time in 2018. His name is Sammy Zane. Sammy Zane wow. his first WWE this year. That is my bold prediction for 2018. That is bold. Yes, it is. Um, Jordy says uh, his bold prediction is uh, Impact Wrestling won't last this year. Got a bunch of other bold predictions in the way up. Yeah. Let's see. Um, very bold. Jordy said he. Jordy says that uh, Jordy likes you, Evan, because he loves my boy Taker. I love Taker too. Thank I you. love him so much. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure once again. Three hundred one episodes. Thank you so much for. Uh, thank you, Joe. 
shout out the first time listener of good shows. What he says, thank you so much. Uh, uh, real quick, Stephen, his uh, vote prediction is to buy it and the up again. That's a very bold. Um, yeah, very bold. So thank you so much for yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for continuing to support the uh, show. Uh, once again, here are here's where to go. Follow me at Chris Prolific and follow Pancakes and Power Sam at Craig Wrestling. Join the Facebook fan page, Craig Wrestling. Check out my uh, articles here on WrestlingRumors.net. I'm also uh, writing for um, uh, other wonderful, wonderful websites. So follow me, follow my work uh, at Chris Prolific and at Craig Wrestling for the Pancakes and Power Sam show. 301 episodes, ladies and gentlemen, is in the book. Yes. Uh, once again, it's always the legacy of Evan Tech proud to be on the show tonight. Of course, thank you, Dave, An honor. of OVE, Ohio versus everything, for coming on the show tonight. Well, thank you so much for listening to the show. Happy New Year, everyone. Enjoy your week of wrestling. Until next week, God bless. Have a good week. And we will talk to you soon. God bless. God bless, guys. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.